Batgirl takes an issue off to recover from death. Then she gets involved in a lot of crossover events. And finally, she gets to battle Batgirl. We'll talk all about it as we review Batgirl Volume 3 Point Blank. Straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Okay, probably the first thing I should make clear is we are not actually talking about the Barbara Gordon Batgirl in today's program. We're talking about the Cassandra Kane Batgirl, who uh, was active from 2000 to 2006, and then again in 2008 for a miniseries. But uh, she was actually the first Batgirl to have her own title. Barbara Gordon's Batgirl previously only had uh, strips in other uh, magazines, such as Detective Comics or uh, Batman Family. Cassandra Kane was the daughter of David Kane, as well as anti-heroine Lady Shiva. She was raised to be a killing machine by her father, and is traumatized by the memory of the one man uh, she remembers killing when she was eight years old. The way he taught her and raised her was that she did not actually learn any language. She learned to read body movements, which made her very effective as a fighter. However, she did learn to talk in the early issues of Batgirl, which caused her fighting skills to falter. She then uh, made a deal with her mother, Lady Shiva, Lady Shiva promising to restore her uh, powers and abilities as a super martial artist in exchange for fighting her a year later in a fight to the death. And Cassandra agreed to this, and in the battle to the death with Lady Shiva, Lady Shiva killed her, but then brought her back to life, uh, and then Cassandra ends up defeating her. And I guess you would have to call that a draw overall, And that's where Point Blank comes in. It collects issues 26 through 37 and follows immediately on the uh, end of her battle with her mother. Uh, Issue 26 actually finds her out of action because uh, she is recovering from being temporarily dead and is out like a light. But... uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, who is Oracle at this point, uh, sends Stephanie Brown, uh, who is known as Spoiler, out to investigate a bit of an aftermath of that fight. And Stephanie goes out and does the investigation, shadowed by a her imagination's take on Batgirl. So Batgirl is in this as a phantasm of Stephanie's imagination. Uh, this issue's a bit weird. It's okay. It's really weird. You have a Batgirl light episode uh, where she appears just like that, as well as for a couple brief moments as she is recovering. After that, uh, we get into, in issue 27, 
the book does something, and this is probably one of the chief challenges with this book, is that in the Batman uh, family books, there was an event going on, actually a couple events that came right one after another. Uh, one is collected in Bruce Wayne, murderer, question mark, and then also Bruce Wayne, fugitive, about uh, Bruce Wayne being framed for murder and the Bat family trying to work this out. And uh, there are three issues of Batgirl in this book that actually tie into those two events. I personally am not a big fan of including event tie-in uh, comics in the book because they tend to take you out of the story and out of the character's world. And uh, I would just rather, you know, you uh, put those in the events book. But they didn't in this case, and it turned out not to be so bad, or at least mixed. Issue 27 uh, ties in, and it has her, when learning about Bruce Wayne being suspected of murder, she does something nobody else does and digs up the body of the victim and makes a discovery when she examines the corpse. And it shows her kind of unique take as well as some of her growth and the type of uh, person she is. Issue 29 is also a tie-in, and that one is a lot more dubious. In this book, she is uh, essentially uh, helping with uh, Nightwing Dick Grayson recreating the scene of the crime. So she's the stand-in for the corpse, and she spends the entire issue with uh, this recreation going on and people talking all around her with this recreation. Because she has such limited uh, language skills, she tends to talk in pretty clipped sentences, which means most of this is other people talking. So, I did not like issue 29 months. Issue 33 is kind of an aftermath story where she goes undercover at the prison to question David Kane. And she has a surprising reaction, some good action, and some good emotion in regards to David Kane's involvement in the affair. And uh, it's a pretty intense scene. Issue 28 of the book isn't a tie-in, but it has a spoiler coming to her for some instruction in martial arts. And in the course of this, they make friends uh, with each other. Uh, and uh, there's just a special bond because a spoiler was the daughter of the villain Clue Master. And... Uh, and they end up having a bonding moment over that because a Batgirl just sits there and listens as she's talking about it. And then finally she reveals uh, who her dad is. And Stephanie's like, you're just kind of sitting there and your dad's David Kane, who everyone is scared of. Yeah, I mean, she said, my dad threw me in the closet when he was upset with me. What did yours do? And she said, shot me. And she and uh, Spoiler just have this moment where they're laughing. And it's kind of this weird uh, bonding experience over this difficult childhood that they both had, but in slightly different ways. Issue 28 ends with Spoiler telling uh, Cassandra that she's got to go out and do something with Tim Drake. 
which once again feels like there are things going on in the other books that are affecting our hero when without us actually knowing what's going on. But you also see at the end of the book that in just some very subtle ways that uh, this really does make uh, Cassandra sad. Uh, Again, and she's not someone who has expressive uh, statements or thought bubbles, really. But the art really does a good job of capturing her emotions, the subtle clues that you pick up on. Uh, The art throughout this is actually really good. Because she doesn't speak a lot, the pictures have to say a lot and portray a lot in terms of what she is doing, her emotions, and the action. The story also does have her fighting uh, some robots. I'm a little vague as to what the reason for the villain is on that. It, it The uh, actual justification seems to be that the artist or writer couldn't imagine having a story that's just about her having emotional character development, so instead we definitely have to fight um, a robot. It was cool the way it worked out. Uh, then we get a three-issue crossover done featuring Connor Hawk. Uh, both uh, Cassandra Kane and Connor Hawk were characters created by Kelly Puckett. Uh, Puckett didn't uh, did not write this issue. Chuck Dixon did. And the story really feels a lot more like a Connor Hawk story uh, than a true Batgirl story. She keeps getting pressed to the side because not only uh, is Connor Hawk, who's kind of like a Green Arrow type uh, character, uh, not only is Connor Hawk in it, but you end up getting a crossover with Robin, uh, who Dixon also wrote, as well as a Spoiler. Uh, so this this one is an okay story. I just don't like a story where the main character of the book begins to feel like a secondary guest character in her own uh, series. Issue thirty four, uh, considering the the last you know really big issue to show some major growth from her was issue twenty eight. Issue thirty four was a good one. It had her teamed up with Batman and hunting down the killer of a child. However, when uh, she ca- they capture the killers, it uh, leaves her feeling less than satisfied. Uh, and uh, Batman tells her, we captured his killer, brought him to justice. He'll pay for what he did. That's something. Not enough. What about the other boys, girls, men and women, the people they would have killed, people they won't kill now? Dozens of lives saved because of what you did. Isn't it enough? No. And then Batman says, good. Now you're ready to be a detective. And that's an interesting insight into how Batman thinks and what drives him. And on one hand, it's a positive driving force. On the other, it can kind of make him a bit unhinged uh, and create these pockets of frustration that nothing he ever does is enough. But it also does mark a turning point where becoming a detective becomes a Batgirl's focus. And the next issue, or it's a two-parter, 35 and 36, has her hunting down uh, an agent known as Alpha. And uh, there is a nuclear bomb in Gotham City. And it turns out through the course of the story, she 
encounters a person who has lost his memory. She figures out that this is Alpha, but continues to tell him that he's a secret agent who is charged with finding this nuclear device that has been planted in Gotham City. And it's interesting to see how she works this and the way that these two interact. And there are some good surprising twists in there. I really enjoyed this particular uh, story. Issue 37 is thicker than water, and it finds a Batgirl pursuing a talented young girl who has been kidnapped by her father. Now, on one hand, the little girl's mother has shown that she does not actually care about the girl. However, the girl's father is a thief. And he's a thief who really pleads with Batgirl to let him keep her uh, because he truly loves her. And Batgirl decides that's not enough. And uh, as you read it, you wonder how the way she handled that interaction was colored by her own relationship with her own dad. And you can tell that she kind of wonders that as well. And again, the art is very expressive here in capturing her mood. The book does have one little uh, other feature at the end of it. And uh, it is a situation where she is doing training exercises and uh, she decides to uh, go ahead and... have the simulator choose someone for her to fight at random. It's a computer simulation. Uh, and she ends up fighting the old Barbara Gordon Batgirl and thrashing her repeatedly. And uh, she ends up wondering how this person even made it as Batgirl. And uh, the answer comes, and I think it's a good way to play tribute to both versions of Batgirl. Overall, this book uh, has some really good high moments, some great character moments, and some good art that's very expressive with some great action, great fighting. Uh, What I don't like about it is I think the crossovers are a bit iffy, but they're not as bad as they could have been, and the three-issue arc really kind of pushed her to the side. Still, she was a, a great character, and I enjoyed reading the book, so I will give this a rating of somewhat classy. All right, well, that's it for now. If you have a comment, send it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com, and check out our website, classycomicsguy.com, and follow us on Twitter at classycomicsguy from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>